the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Spring is in the air and Dirt Cheap is in your neighborhood ready to deliver the perfect drinks to your doorstep. That's right. All of Dirt Cheap's convenient locations now offer delivery of their wide selections of beers, wines, and all the spirits you need. And if you're like me, nothing hits better in the springtime than a nice weeded bourbon. Ask the friendly staff at Dirt Cheap about their selection of weeders like Maker's Mark, Larceny, and so many others. Download the Dirt Cheap app and order curbside or delivery. Have fun, but be careful out there. Time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. Dan McLaughlin and Michelle Smallman here with you. And let's head to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line and welcome in Mike Petriello, MLB.com analyst and the host of the Ballpark Dimensions podcast. Follow him on Twitter at Mike underscore Petriello. Good morning, Mike. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for taking the time to join us. Well, first question that we're asking everyone today, what was your reaction to finding out the news yesterday that Mike Schilt was being fired by the St. Louis Cardinals? You know, the funny thing is you can hear my reaction because we were in the middle of doing our podcast yesterday and I saw this come across on Twitter. So right in the middle of a segment, uh, I don't even remember the, the Red Sox or whatever. I just stopped and was, it kind of screamed a little bit, you know, because who could have seen this coming? It, I guess 17 wins in a row are, are not exactly the right amount of wins to keep your job. I was as stunned as everybody else. Mike, when you evaluate the kind of job that Mike did, the full body of work, um, what are your thoughts? What do you think of Mike Schilt? I don't know how any of us can really evaluate a manager anymore, you know, because what you see from the outside is you look at lineups and you look at pitching changes and, you know, you can make judgments on that, but you never really know what information the manager is working with. And you can say, Oh, how come you didn't bring in the lefty there? Well, you know, you don't know how available the lefty is. It might not just be about workload. Right. So what's going on in the clubhouse? How can any of us know? I mean, it's, he made some decisions I didn't agree with, especially in the wild card game when he let Wainwright hit in that situation. And then, you know, after two batters in the next inning lifted him and that seemed like it was a lost opportunity. Is that kind of thing enough to cost him his job? That's, that's hard to say. Um, but as far as managers go, I wouldn't say I considered him to be either particularly good or particularly weak, you know, middle of the road for me. Mike Petriello, MLB.com analyst and the host of the Ballpark Dimensions podcast here with us on 101 ESPN. And Mike, John Mozeliak did a Zoom yesterday and cited philosophical differences as the reason that the Cardinals were making this decision. What's your interpretation of that? It could be a couple of things. Like, it wouldn't be the first time if someone said, well, I've got one more year in my contract and I think I just did a great job because we stormed into the playoffs. We won 17 in a row. And I want a long-term extension. And the team said, no, well, we don't agree with that. And maybe that's how you part ways. But, you know, it sounds a little more shocking than that. There were some times during the season where I remember in, I don't know, June or maybe when Tommy Edmonds started talking about how he didn't feel like the team was prepared enough. He didn't specifically say it was the manager. I don't think we ever really figured out what that was, but it's possible it goes back to that. And it's also possible that the front office wants to move in a direction that he's just not comfortable with in terms of maybe they want to act more like the Dodgers or the Rays or have a little more control and give the manager a little less control. But, you know, we're all, we're all speculating because to say philosophical differences are somewhat meaningless words. 
You know, they don't they don't really tell you anything about anything. And I assume at some point Mike Schultz will come out and talk, you know, speak to what happened because we haven't heard anything from him. And until we do, it's hard to know what really happened. Well, you bring up a great point how front offices a lot of times and and not just I'm not talking about St. Louis. I'm talking generally in baseball or are handing a pile and I mean a pile of notes and you know, the different uh, numbers in various situations. If this comes up, that comes up. Hey, here's a lineup we like, you know, all those kind of things. You're right. I mean, it's not like, you know, 35 years ago and the manager's sitting there going, well, we're going with this because I pulled it out of a hat. Then it ain't happening. So a lot of it comes down to your relationships. And so I wonder if there may have been some friction clearly uh, with that and certain people involved in this. Now, the next part of this, Mike, is where does Mike Schilt go? Is he desirable? And then secondly, um, the Cardinals have talked about at least it looks like an inkling of staying in-house. But are there some guys out there that you think would be a fit for the Cardinals as you look at it from an outsider's perspective? Yeah, the, the chill question is a tough one until we learn more. If it is really just that they had one opinion and he had a different opinion, then yeah, I think that's not a big deal. You know, he he can probably move on from that. If it's something more where they found him difficult to work with, again, I have no idea. I've never met Mike Schilt. It's all speculation. But I, some some team that may be interested in him in any role is going to need to have some more answers on what exactly happened here because this is not the kind of move that you normally make. As far as other managers out there, you know, there are endless amounts of options. You know. The thing is, they're not the only team that's looking for one. The Mets need a manager. The Padres need a manager. Still not quite clear what's going on with the Yankees, although it sounds like Aaron Boone will be back. But I think the, the Cardinals have had, what, three managers in the last quarter century, give or take, right? Like going back to La Russa. That's right. They, they don't go and turn this position over a lot. And it also seems like the kind of thing where I wouldn't guarantee they're going to promote from within, but it certainly sounds like they've got some options like stubby clap is high, highly regarded. You know, it's, this does not seem like the kind of situation where they're going to go out and hire someone external with no relationship to the Cardinals. That just does not seem like the style here. Mike Petriello, MLB.com analyst here with us on 101 ESPN. And Mike, the Cardinals finish 90 and 72. They go on that historic winning streak. They make the postseason disappointing loss to the Dodgers to end things. But as you evaluate this Cardinals team, how desirable do you think that this job is for someone? And how do you see the Cardinals position for 2022? Very desirable. I mean, first of all, there's only 30 of these jobs. You know, they're hard to get. Um, but the Cardinals are in a good spot. I obviously hardly need to tell you all about the, the ballpark and the fan base and, you know, how loyal they are. It's, it's just the kind of place where, you know, you're going to go and it's not like an eight year rebuild, right? They are going to try to win and the talent base is there. You know, I don't think Arenado's opting out. You've got Goldschmidt. There's a, there's a lot of things to like about this group, especially because you look at the rest of the division. And as much as I like the Brewers and the pitching staff, uh, their offense scares me. Like, I don't know what's make Christian Yelich and Lorenzo Kane. There's not a Dodgers in this division. You know, there's there's not a team that's clearly going to be running over everybody. The window is there to win, you know, immediately, depending on what kind of moves they make. And I just think expectations need to be set properly. Like, I saw some discussion that, you know, maybe Schilt got let go because they underperformed expectations in the sense that they made the move for Arenado, they won the offseason, and then they, you know, kind of struggled for five months until that winning streak. And I thought to myself that it was a little unfair. My expectations were that they were a third-place team. That's where I picked them because there were some pretty obvious flaws. Now, some of that's changed going forward. Like, I really did not like that they went into this past season with the three young outfielders and no real good veteran options. Uh, and it didn't work for the first half of the season. And then at the second half, they all looked great. I feel a lot more confident with them going forward. 
obviously you need starting pitching. Everybody needs starting pitching. You have to answer some questions about is Yadi Molina the catcher again? Are there other options? But as far as you know, desirability, there are few better places uh, than St. Louis if you're looking for baseball passion here. So you mentioned the Dodgers. I do want to ask you about last night. And again, for people that didn't see it, the Dodgers won just an, a fabulous baseball game to advance to the NLCS against the Atlanta Braves. Cody Bellinger was two for 42 against the Giants in the regular season. He hit 130 in September. And if Max Muncy doesn't get hurt, uh, Cody Bellinger maybe doesn't have the go-ahead hit in the ninth inning. It was just a great game. And as we talk about analytics and we talk about the new uh, new school of maybe having an opener, well, the Dodgers did that. And then the Giants went with a starter that lasted more than one time through a lineup. He pitched great in the game. And then you have the game end with a check swing that did not look like a swing. And it was just anticlimactic. It's just... Eh, it just left me with an icky feeling. What, what did you think about how that finished? And what do you think maybe potentially about replay with something like that? I'm not sure what the right answer is, because I agree. That was not a very good call. An absolutely brutal way for a season to end. But I'm just trying to think of the alternatives here. Do you think people want plays like that replayed? Like it's so It's hard to watch when you've got a guy who slides on second base and is off by one fraction of a molecule, and we're doing replay on that. It seems like this is opening up a can of worms. What about, let me let me ask you this. I, I'm in agreement with you. Let me ask you this, though. What about the ending of a game? You say, well, we will take a look at a final check swing if it decides the outcome. What do you think about that? No. No, I mean, either do it or don't. Okay. You know, I don't like making it different for the end of the game. But there's not really a rule in the books about the check swing. That's right. It's all like I'm foreign judge. That's, so whether it's replay, whether it's computers, whether it's the human, sort of all irrelevant until you figure out, okay, what are you calling this thing? I sort of like the idea of it's not so much umpire judgment, but you basically say, you know, it's not a swing unless it clearly is, right? Like you lean towards one direction. You don't just say, well, let's maybe have the umpire look at it. It's rough to end the season like this. Now, I don't think that this cost them the game necessarily. It's not like they were in a good position at that point, which shows around the mound. It just, you take one of the most exciting and interesting games I've seen all year, and to have it end like that is it's just such a buzzkill because this series gave us everything we hoped it would, right? Clearly the two best teams in baseball. Obviously the long rivalry dating back to New York. And you go to five games and you're tied late in the game and to have it end like that, it's just it's it's really a bad taste for what should have been like a celebration of baseball at that point. MLB.com analyst and host of Ballpark Dimensions podcast. Actually, listen to the podcast to hear Mike's reaction live to the the news that Mike (laughs) Chill was fired. And, of course, follow him on Twitter at Mike underscore Petriello. Great conversation this morning, Mike. Thanks for taking the time to join us. Thank you, both. Take care. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. 
And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.